Hello, 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 and cha-cha-cha. Hi, friends. This is Alex Townsend and Jennifer. And this is, once again, the Aspie Files coming to you from our beautiful studios here in Fort Myers, Florida. And it's been a little while, and it's wonderful to see you all again. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's been about, what, a month, babe? Yeah, glad to be back. It is really good to be back. And, um... First of all, we want to say, um, how are you? And we hope you are fully vaccinated because as of two days ago, Jennifer is now fully vaccinated. Finally, it felt good. Did it really? It did. Wow. I got I got my vaccinations right as the gates opened for um, my age group. Yeah. Well, I was very fortunate in the sense that, um, that it did open here in Florida when it did and that those shots were nothing. They were absolutely nothing like what uh, my colleagues at work said they would be. What did your colleagues at work say they were going to be like? Well, they all said, like, my arm would be sore and that I would have, like, stomach aches. I mean, I had, like, you know, any stomach problems I have are from eating too many chicken wings. Oh. (laughs) One of my favorite foods in the world, as Jennifer and uh, Richard will attest to. (laughs) But, you know, um, yeah, so... um, May was a busy month for us. On top of the fact, um, May is not my favorite month in the world because um, my uh, father and my um, mother's mother, my uh, grandmother Anita, uh, both passed away in the month of May. Ironically, this is the fifteenth. May was the fifteenth anniversary of my grandmother's passing, and May was the tenth anniversary of my dad's passing. And I look back on it, I went. Wow, I cannot believe it's been that long. And so I just wanted to I wanted to take May to just to just mourn and to cry and to um, just grieve. And at any given point, months and periods like this, I'm like 50% happy and 50% sad at any given time. And someone told that Billy Bob Thornton once said, that's that's normal. Don't fight that. Because his brother died in the early, in the late 80s. And he said that was the last time that he felt, like, carefree. And so he felt... Um, he started, I think, questioning his own mortality at that particular point. Because his brother died from a heart condition that was undetected. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's, um, it's that same feeling I have with my father and my grandmother. Well, you, you'll never get over it. And I think... You know, it's good to celebrate their lives, but it's okay to be sad sometimes because you can't escape that. And I, you know, decided not to escape it. I just decided, you know what, I'm not ready to talk now, but I'll pull up this microphone and start talking to you when I'm ready. And Jennifer was excited to talk to you all as well. And she's been working a lot too. How's your job as a nurse been, baby? It's going well. Yeah? Wow, a lot of addicts out there. you got to take care of them. It seems like there's a lot more of that that we're seeing and a lot more homelessness that we're seeing um, since COVID. Have you noticed? Yeah. I mean, it's like on every, not every corner, but on a lot of corners you drive by, you see someone and you're just like, what happened here? What happened to their lives? You wonder that sometimes. And, um, but you also look at your own life and go, as to quote Keith Urban, but for the grace of God, here am I. And that didn't happen to me. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. Um, and by the grace of God, we're able to talk to all of you today. And um, 
so yeah but may was um it wasn't a a, tor- a terribly sad month but there are periods where particularly when i knew it was my dad's death or uh we're getting to the end of the month and i knew it was my grandmother's passing because she, she passed literally weeks before my high school graduation and i was scared to even walk i actually contemplated at one point not walking because my thought is if she's not there why do i need to be there but it's um but i got through it and one of the reasons i got through it is this beautiful woman right here good I love you got through it, honey. Oh, I just love you so much. I love you so much too, honey. Yeah. Cha cha cha. <laughs> I've been waiting for that one, ladies and gentlemen. But we've both been doing. Uh, we've been doing well. We've been very busy and very hectic with our lives. Uh, but when we're not working, we um, we try to have date night. We try to spend time with um, um, Jen's parents and um, you know my family as well, um, who is here in Florida. But um, I will say this though. I mean. I don't know if you feel this way, babe, but the best parts of May and the best parts of since we uh, started doing this episode were honestly just uh, just simple things like date night going out to dinner together. Yes. You know, I must say, ladies and gentlemen, it's because of this wonderful woman here. I love sushi. Good, honey. I'm glad you like your sushi. When did you first get into it? Uh, when I was a kid. Okay. Well, now, I'm going to ask this. I'm going to just take a small a, a guess at this because you and your mother are like two peas in a pod. Was she the one that introduced you to it? No. Oh, Cora? Was it Cora? Yes, it was Cora. Oh, really? We we got to get her on this. We got to get her on this podcast. Definitely. She'd be a good guest. And she constantly tells her friends about it. And it might be one of the reasons why we've been climbing so far in the ratings. Um, we recently, um, ladies and gentlemen, I should point out, um, since we last saw you, um, we hit our um, 1,000 um click mark and thanks to promoters i've been working with in the past month of may this is a sign i have not abandoned the podcast that we have um grown in so many ways and we've grown to over 1800 clicks yeah and the wallet's growing you know i'll put it this way this podcast is becoming something special i'm so happy for that and I'm happy you all are listening, and I just want to get this out. I should have got this out at the beginning of the episode. Uh, you can listen to the podcast through Apple, Google, um, Spotify. Thank you very much, baby. Breaker, uh, Radio Public. Um, and you can also listen on Anchor, our main channel. But the main part thing is that you're listening. But yeah, no, Date Night has been the best, so the focal point of May when we actually did have time together. Went to Cracker Barrel, and that was a lot of fun. That was uh, two nights ago. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta say, we did that to celebrate Jen's vaccination because she got vaccinated that day. Right. And you had the the um, advantage in the sense that you were able to go in. You didn't have to schedule an appointment, right? Right. See, I had to schedule an appointment. Oh. It was okay. I knew when to go there, and I knew where the um, the Publix was that I had to get the shot at. And I truthfully, my arm didn't feel sore. I didn't like, you said you had a headache though after, right? Right. How are you feeling today? Good. Much better. Much better? Much better. That's good. That's good. But no, we went to Cracker Barrel two nights ago and we wanted to celebrate. Um, I had to go in for a few hours um, to run teleprompter for a couple of newscasts. But I was saying to Jen, I was like, we'll still go out to dinner if they're open. And they were. And we had such a wonderful time. The wait staff there was 
it was small, but they but they worked their tails off. Yes, it was a good night. It was really good. What? And you got French toast for dinner, right, babe? Yes. Delicious. So good that it filled her up, and I'm not sure if she ate anything the next day. No, I was full. You were, but you were. That might explain why you barely ate anything yesterday, right? I think so. Yeah, I had um, steak fries, carrots, which I just finished, corn, uh, fried apples, which I still need to finish. I'm sure they're still good. Yes, I think so. We'll do a little taste test after this podcast, but um, no, I love that restaurant, uh, and it's so special. We went, as I mentioned, we went there for my 31st birthday, and. I just love that that place um, is like stepping back and forth through time from the, f- the wonderful food to the wonderful general store. And, you know, but I also I love that they sell CDs. I love that they sell vinyl. I kid you not, ladies and gentlemen, I was smiling when I saw uh, what they had in vinyl and what they had in CD and especially in CD because they had one of they had my dad's favorite modern singer in the CD department. And that, of course, would be Alan Jackson, oh, wow. one of my favorite singers. Alan Jackson, um, I'm very happy to say, is the very was the very first singer that I ever grew up listening to. Yeah, my dad was very, very, um, how do I say this, influential in my musical um, appreciation. He helped me to appreciate music from almost every genre and every decade, but particularly any decade that um, was before 1979. And Alan was the one that came around in 1989. Like, he came on the scene in the early 80s. um, And when he came on, country music was very, very polished and poppy, and it didn't have the authenticity that Alan brought to it. Um, When he burst up, when he came out with his debut album in 1989 called Here in the Real World, which I bought on cassette after I made money from uh, selling watches with my dad and it was just oh it was such a wonderful experience um buying that that was the first I don't cassette I'd ever bought from him uh from Alan Jackson but I'd had a CD drive for like years and years and then when we moved to Florida I gave it back to um a friend of mine that um I had got it from and then I bought a copy of it here not long afterwards and it's a wonderful album but um no, um, when I first heard Alan, um, the song I first song, song I ever heard from Alan was um, "Don't Rock the Jukebox." I just love that song; it's so good. His bass player actually inspired uh, the title. The title goes, uh, song goes, uh, "Don't rock the jukebox. I wanna hear some Jones, cause my heart ain't ready for the Rolling Stones. I don't feel like a rockin' since my baby is gone." So don't rock the jukebox Play me a country song And um So I, I remember hearing that I go what is this this sounds great And I like that Alan uh, wrote most of his own songs I liked That he Told stories from his own experience You know he talked about life and love and heartache And family and friends and Um dancing and drinking have a good time <laughs> And um I can safely say this, that, you know, it helped me um, understand why country music is so very, very precious, you know, to my understanding of of music, and I'm so happy that um, my dad introduced me to Alan. So while we're in crack, while we were in Cracker Barrel, we actually got Alan's new album, and the album 
is a fabulous new album called Where Have You Gone? And um, uh, it's Alan's first album in six years. Wow, six years. Yeah, it's been six years. Well, you know, the period between his last album, Angels Now Call, which, by the way, I bought one year ago this Sunday. I bought Angels and Alcohol on fa- on Father's Day while you were um while you were working. Oh. Yeah, Jen. Uh, Jen, you were working a lot during that period, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was working a lot during that period, and I just remember um I just remember thinking, you know what? Now that I've like slept and cried over my dad, I kind of want to get out of the house for a little bit, yeah. and I did so naturally and i had to, and i had to work for a few hours that afternoon i had to be a part of a 6:30 newscast um naturally i went to fye and i bought three things yeah. i bought um and one of them was uh, angels and alcohol by alan jackson and i was moved by the songwriting and i love the arrangement of the songs and particularly on the songs where you could barely hear the drums and there are some songs on this new album, particularly Where Have You Gone is one of them, where I can barely hear the drums on that track. It's just, yeah, I can barely hear them. Barely. You can hear them, you just have to listen very carefully. But, um, um, I don't know, that's a good question. I love, I love the songwriting, and I think that's the key to it. I mean, to me, that has always been the key with Alan. He writes most of his own songs, and even when he's not, when he's covering other people's work, you can tell that he treated the song with a great deal of respect, but yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, he went through a lot during that, uh, period between 2015 and now, um, his son-in-law was killed in a boating accident and, um, you know, also he had his 30th anniversary tour and then COVID obviously happened. And Alan even said people came in with their mask. Everybody did their part, but Alan was ready to make this album. He'd already written, you know, essentially he had, you know, 21 songs prepared. So he knew it was time to go in, drop a track, drop the tracks and get going. But there's so many good songs in there. Where have you gone? The title track, wishful drinking. That's a good song. I can be that something. That's a good song. Um, Way Down in My Whiskey, which he got to perform on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon not that long ago. And he was on there, you know, in 2015 when Angels and Alcohol came out. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was at Rick, I was at my friend Rick's house uh, watching the episode. Amy Schumer was uh, his first guest. One of my one of my favorite comedians. And we, Jennifer and I, loved her in Trainwreck. I'm going to say that. Um, but, no, um... Living on Empty is a good song. The Older I Get, which Alan did not write, but The Older I Get came out uh, right after Angels and Alcohol came out. And I was always under the assumption that the album was going to come out way sooner than it did, but I'm finally happy that it's here. And I felt like it was the right time. When I look back on the timing of it, I think everything of it, you know, it just worked out for Alan, and I'm glad that it the album came out the way it did. I can't stop listening to it. It's so good. Jennifer even... It even likes the uh, title track, Where Have You Gone? It's a very good song. I agree with that. Um, but, you know, in a career for Alan that's lasted 30 years and included, you know, three award, three entertainer, three wins for Entertainer of the Year by both from the CMA, from the Country Music Association, and, you know, boatloads of Grammys, a boatload of CMA awards and um, 
Academy of Country Music Awards, and I said a boatload of Grammys. I shouldn't have said that. I um, he actually has how many? He has two Grammys. One one for uh, um, where where were you when the world stopped turning? Two thousand two, and then the other one was for um a duet he did with the Zach Brown band called uh, As She's Walking Away. That's a good song. I've always liked that tune. And that was one of Alan's last major hits was As She's Walking Away. It's a great, great song. But um, the other great songs of Alan's, and you're all probably going to ask me, you know, um, name me some songs he's got, Alex. So uh, I, um, I'll be very happy to do so. Uh, Here in the Real World, Don't Rock the Jukebox, um, Wanted, Chasing That Neon Rainbow, I'd Love You All Over Again, which was his first number one single, uh, 1991. Um, yeah, yeah, we got that. Um, someday, uh, Midnight Montgomery. That's probably one of the scariest songs in country music I've ever heard. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's about a story about a man who claims to have encountered the ghost of Hank Williams Sr. at his grave. Like literally, he's at the grave. He looks up and he sees Hank Sr. He goes, "Holy." <laughs> uh, Love's got a hold on you. She got the rhythm. I got the blues. Tonight I climb the wall. Very haunting tune, but it's wonderful. Chattahoochee, Mercury Blues. Who says you can't have it all? Summertime Blues. Living on Love. Gone Country. Song for the Life. God, I've been listening to that a lot lately, and I, I can relate to that song um, a lot. Um, you know, um, Tall Tall Trees. I'll try. I don't even know your name. That's a funny song. I like that one. Uh, let's see here. Who's cheating? Who? Um, little man, Papa Top. Um, when somebody loved you, that's a good one. Um, where were you in the world? Stop turning his uh, 9/11 anthem. That's oh my god, so haunting. He wrote that about a month after September 11th happened. I can't believe today, this year's the 20th anniversary of that event. Wow, 20 years gone by. My goodness. Um, my voice has gotten deeper. So that's probably a sign. <laughs> Alan says that's Alan said in an interview uh, to CBS Sunday that's a sign age catches up with you. He <laughs> says your voice gets deeper. <laughs> Alan's like, uh, I don't sound quite high like I did on that first single. <laughs> and I went, but you're still sounding great, Alan, and that's what counts. You know, I mean, Merle Haggard's voice changed doesn't mean he sounded terrible. You know, if anything, it meant he sounded better. Same with Willie Nelson. Same with Ray Charles. Some people just get better. Paul Simon, you know. Um, I miss Ray Charles too, but um, drive for Daddy Jean, work in progress. Uh, five o'clock somewhere. Remember when? That's a good one. Um, Monday morning church. Get your uh, tissues ready for that because that's a haunting ballad if I've ever heard one. Um, small town southern man. Good time. Um, so you don't have to love me anymore. That's a good one. I really, really like that one. But that again, grab your tissues, folks, because that's a haunting. Um, that's a haunting ballad if I've ever heard one. But um. I think the, and my friend DJ told me about um, this um, about this album. What's really great about this period of Alan's career is, yeah, on the one on the one side, and I hate to say this, I know for a shadow of a doubt that country music is not going to play country music. Country radio will not play this album. It is a damn shame they'll play. And someone even asked me the same question that you asked me not long ago about uh, people like Alan. Who have been around for a long time. You know what they asked me, babe? <laughs> they asked me why would they stop playing Alan's music? And I said, because Alan's 63 years old. And you said to me, well, that shouldn't matter. That's stupid. And I was talking to um, a couple of colleagues about this the other day about, you know, sort of the 
the negative aspect of FM radio is that it's very, very hard to get really, really great music out there these days. When I was a kid, you trusted that the radio was going to deliver you a hit every single time. I can't do that anymore. Every now and then I'll hear a great song, and then other times I'm just like, no, no, I'm not not feeling it today. So it's um, it's just Chestnut's trying to jump into the show. Chestnut, not today. <laughs> so it's it's refreshing to know that without any radio play, that Alan's albums can still sell a hundred thousand copies each. Like for example, um. Without any radio play to sell a hundred thousand copies, two hundred thousand copies, that's not easy to do. DJ and DJs, you know, Dwight's done it, Willie's done it, um, Alan's done it. I mean, you know, his 2010 album Freight Train sold 168,000 copies, debuted at number two on the country charts. Um, Angels and Alcohol debuted at number one on the country charts, sold 135,000, and this new album Where Have You Gone debuted at number two on on the country charts. So. Alan even said, I'm not bitter about it, but I don't like that the music that I grew up on is has been gone has gone away and it's probably not gonna come back. And I feel the same way that he does. I feel like the state of country music has changed so much in just recent years that I'm just the point where this is like are, is there more than one group for this? Is there traditional country here? Is there country pop here? Is there country rock here? And I think those are the three groups we have right now. And I always tell people, that's what you got to pick from. Traditional country music. Alan Jackson, George Strait, Joe Nichols. Um, other people think of Tracy Lawrence. You know, Brad Paisley, I'll put in there. Chris Stapleton, I'll put his country. Okay, now you got that. Then you got your country rock. You got your people like um, Kenny Chesney, Keith Urban. Love them to death. And they started off as country, but I would argue today they're more rock and roll than they are country. I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking the music. It's I love it. it they, they all sound great, but it's very different than what I grew up with. And, you know, Florida Georgia Line as well. Now, do I think they're talented? Yes. Do I like their song Cruise? Yes. Do I like their song Holy? Yes. Do I like I like the song that they did with uh, the Backstreet Boys? Uh, yes, I, I like that song. I like their music, and I think they're talented. I also like the song, as I mentioned that um, I mentioned Florida Georgia Line. Um, Tyler Hubbard, who's in that group, he did a song with Tim McGraw called uh, "Undivided," which I cannot stop listening to. I mean, it came out right after the insurrection. I've mentioned it on. Um, the Celebration of America episode is just such a good tune and it's a song that talks about moving forward and not dwelling on the past but not forgetting it and coming off more of a connected society and more of a loving and accepting society and you know so and I like to think Alan, and Alan's music has always been a part of that for me in my life and this new album uh, is no exception. I also will note um, along the many other wonderful songs there, there's also um, It'll Always Be My Baby which he wrote for um, uh, his he wrote for his daughter who got um, for, for, his, for his daughters. Um, his daughters are um, 
No, he's got three. He's got. It's weird. Garth Garth Brooks has three daughters. Alan Jackson has three daughters. Tim McGraw has three daughters. I was like, wow, what a pattern here we have. But go figure. Um, but in any event, um, the songs are great. They're incredibly well written. I also love the tribute to um, Alan's friend Merle Haggard. Um, the song's called "That's the Way Love Goes," which was. Um, co-written by Lefty Frizzell, and it was first a hit for a country singer named Johnny Rodriguez uh, in 1973. But I believe that the song truly found its home in 1983 when um, it went to Merle Haggard's desk. I think when you hear Merle doing the, that's the way love goes, baby, it's like, whoa. Like, the thing about Merle Haggard is when he sings a song like that, or he sings a song like, um, Today I Started Loving You Again, or it's not love, but it's not bad. Um, when he's singing about love or heartache, you pay attention. You just do. Alan Jackson's that way, and so was another law out there. No, so was another outlaw out there that I really like. When he sings, you listen, and that, of course, is a wonderful uh, singer named Waylon Jennings. Um, one of my all-time, one of my all-time favorites. My dad raised me on Waylon Jennings, and I'm so happy that he did. Um, member of the proud state of Texas and Arizona um, with a small trip to Nashville that I think Waylon would rather forget. Uh, he started his career working as a DJ and then later working for Buddy Holly. But after a horrible um, airplane crash that killed Buddy's life, which, ha- by the way, Waylon was haunted by for years. He felt that he had caused the crash. But, you know, I'm very happy that Waylon found success even through the difficulties of you know the system that is Nashville Tennessee unfortunately and it is a system you know they went after Waylon they went after Willie Nelson they went after Johnny Cash they went after uh, Dwight Yoakam you know and they're the next thing they're going to go after for is the legends you know like Alan like George Strait like Vince but you know what people still love their music and that's what counts and it's the same with Waylon Jennings like the thing that works with Waylon is that he was raised on Hank Williams Sr., but it's very clear that that influence that Elvis and Buddy Holly gave him was something that he desperately, desperately needed for his sound. I mean, I heard some of his early recording. You hear songs like, you know, um, Only Daddy That'll Walk the Line, and um, another song I'm blanking on. Um... I think it's called Anita, You're Dreaming. Um, that's a real, I like that song. Don't get me wrong. I really, really like those songs. But I know that by the beginning of the 70s, when Waylon really started to grow his hair long, grow his beard, and when he got on the right manager, he got a manager, by the way, that once managed Miles Davis and Frank Zappa. Like, you know... The guy that, you know, the guy's name, let's see if I can find his name for you. Neil Reshin. Yeah. Uh, I, I watched a documentary about Waylon not that long ago um, on CMT. In fact, it was the last major interview that Waylon did before he died. Um, it's 2000, end of 2001 or beginning of 2002. It was right before Waylon passed away. And I had no clue that Waylon was sick. I also had no clue that diabetes or that he was going to lose a foot. I had, I had no clue about that at all. Um, I knew that life had been hard for him. I know that 
the industry had not always been kind to him and not always given him the respect that he deserved. And, you know, doesn't surprise me the fact that, you know, he, that it, that it burned him out way too soon. But, you know, I mean, his defense of the artist, you always got to give him props for every single time. The hardest part with Waylon's music is actually picking one favorite. I don't... I think, like, with Willie's music, you can't pick one favorite. It's impossible. I mean, you look at his songs, like, um... The ones I just mentioned, um... Anita, Your Dreaming's a good song. Uh, Only Daddy That'll Walk the Line's a good song. Stop the World and Let Me Off. Now, that's a good song. That was, uh... That was very early in his career. That was 1965, and he was still clean-shaven. But, um, I love, um, Good Hearted Woman. Good, good Hearted Woman's a great song. Lukenbach, Texas. Um, Ramblin' Man, that's a good one. Um, are you sure Hank done it this way? I heard that on Sunday night as I was, uh, driving home. It's a great song. As I was driving home from, um, getting some groceries. Uh, The Wolitzer Prize. You ever heard that song? That's, I first heard, uh, his friend Willie sing that song with, um, Nora Jones. Their version is actually very beautiful. At the end of the song, Willie gave Nora a hug. It was a, it was a live concert. This is very sweet. Um, um, I've always been crazy. Now we've heard that song. That's prop. That's that's another good one by Waylon. I've always been crazy in the trouble that's put me through. Good one. That's a great song. Um, um, let's see. Oh, uh, Jen's favorite. Uh, the theme to the uh, Dukes of Hazard song, The Good Old Boys. You know, like she likes that one a lot. The conversation with Hank Williams Jr., which was about Hank's um, father, Hank Sr. America, that's a good song. Um, which I, you know, I first I remember when I first heard the song. I think it was either right after 9/11 or before it. I was a teenager, but boy, I love that song. That was a good song. Um, and then the Eagle. Now that that the Eagle is an absolutely fabulous um, album by Waylon, and especially for um, three songs in particular. And I'm going to tell you what those are because I highly recommend them. Those songs include um, Wrong and uh, Where Corn Don't Grow and Her Man. Now, you're probably wondering why I'm saying that. The reason I'm saying that is because they're one, they're great songs. Number one. Number two. Wrong is a funny, is a funny, funny video, and it's just a funny tongue-in-cheek kind of song about love. You hope goes one way, but then when it doesn't, you're like, damn it, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> uh, where corn don't grow, great song um, about a father and a son. Son wants to find his own path in life, but the father says, "Look, I raised you on the land. I showed you how to take care of yourself off the land. If you think you can make it to yourself, you think you can make a living for yourself in the city, go for it." But you'll be back here in no time, and it's sort of like the uh, prodigal son story. That's when I look at the, the the song. That's what it kind of feels like. It sometimes it feels a little like the prodigal son. Um, and then the other song, which I played for you a couple nights ago when we had pizza, that song's called Her Man. You remember that one? Yeah. It's a great. It's written by a wonderful songwriter named uh, Let's see here. Ken Robbins is his name, and um, he's written. Uh, let's see what other songs has Ken written. He's written. Um, Every Light in the House is On by Trace Atkins. He wrote Her Man, which Gary Allen, one of my other favorite country singers uh, of recent years, um, recorded. He also wrote It Would Be You for um, for Gary. Um, he wrote Straight to Kill a Night for John Anderson, one of my friend DJ's favorite singers. And 
Wish I could have been there for that. That's a good song. He wrote Love is Alive. He wrote Young Love. He wrote I'm Gonna Stand by My Woman Man by Ronnie Mil- for Ronnie Millsap. Um, he wrote Write This Down for George Strait. That's a good song. Um, so, I mean, he's he's been around. Uh, he was, you know, he was a, quite a force when it came to writing songs. He, um, fortunately, died in a car accident in 1997. Um, so I'm reading this, but I... Um, no, I've always li- I always liked her man, and I must say, as wonderful as a job Gary did on that song, Waylon Jennings put his heart on it as well. You know, you know, it's I don't know if Gary was aware that Waylon had done that song. I'm gonna assume he did because I've seen Gary in interviews, and he's actually a very um, he's a stand-up guy. He's a really smart guy and a very talented um presence on stage i remember the first time i heard gary was um 25 years ago it's hard to believe but that was the first song i heard was waylon was his the waylon song was her man yeah i heard gary sing it and i see this dude with this cowboy hat didn't know he was in california had this giant guitar um that i definitely you know bigger than even my you know the i could barely hold it i don't know how he could but um yeah no it's a great it's a great song her man's a great song um and it's also, you know, I mean, to have your debut album, and that was Use Hard for Sale, to be a hit, and then have your, you know, single off and become a top 10, that's pretty awesome. And then, you know, with um, Gary's subsequent um, albums included, It Would Be You, which had the title track, that's a good song. Um, and then it seemed like he went away for a while, uh, and then he made, you know, Smoke Rings in the Dark, which... For a lot of people, I think was the first album that Pete that got people to pay attention to him. I mean, his first two albums did okay, but I think that you know the fact that there was more than one song on Smoke Rings in the Dark that stood out. I think that helped a lot, actually. So the title track was really good. Loving You Against My Will is really good. Right where I need to be, which I heard last uh, yesterday while I was at work. I saw the video for it. The video felt like a rock and roll video. They shot it, I think, at an airport, and I lost count how many gorgeous women they had in the audience. They had about, you know, 20, 30, 40 of them. I lost count. It was, I went, y'all must have fun at casting, what did Gary Allen? <laughs> y'all and the director, y'all must have had a good time there, huh, Gary? <laughs> anyway, but, um, but yeah, um, that album's good. There's also another cover, there's a really great cover on Smoke Rings in the Dark of uh, the, um, the classic song, uh, Runaway. Remember Runaway by Del Shannon? Yeah. The, I'm a walking in the rain. Tears are falling and I feel the pain. You know, and you hear the, I wonder. You know, my dad used to sing that song to me all the time. Love that song. It's one of his all-time favorites. Um, I slowly tried to get dad into Gary Allen. Tried to. Some of the country music that I liked when I was a kid, I tried to get him into, and he just he struggled to uh, he struggled to get into it. But um, a little bit of it he liked. But um, I think if he had taken more of the time to uh, hear Gary, I think he would have liked him very much. Um, the one that was this follow up album, All Right Guy, it's got the one on there, Man of Me, Man to Man, um, Man to Man, which was his first number one single. I mean. Man to Man didn't come out until... What year did Man to Man come out? Uh, let me make sure I get this number right. 2002. So after years in the business, it finally gets a number one record. And it's just like about time. So it was just, you know, 
it was really good to see that happen for Gary. Um, Tough Little Boys is a good song that was off the See If I Care album, which came out afterwards. I got that as a, a present from um, a front a front of mine when it first came out. Nothing on but the radio. Songs about rain. Those are just that whole album, by the way, is fantastic, and there's just great songs on there. Tough All Over has um, great. It's a great album as well, and I especially love the songs um, Best I've Ever Had and uh, Life Ain't Always Beautiful. And I know that album was made out of a lot of grief. I know that he made it after um, his wife Angela ended her life. And I must say, you know, given the fact that they all left six children combined behind, I'm very surprised he got back into the business. But I know for a lot of artists that music is incredibly cathartic and it's a release valve. And for me, like listening to music, just singing along to it, like a release for me, felt um just to know these singers i'm mentioning here alan and waylon and gary and george Strait and you know others willie nelson were out making music that um that that moves my heart and can make me happy one minute and help me get through a very difficult time the next minute i just love what you know they've done and also let's not forget our female artists too let's not forget dolly parton let's not forget loretta lynn let's not forget martina mcbride i think she's terrific i think miranda lambert's terrific i like her a lot i like casey musgraves um you know brandy carlisle's really talented i think she's really good Marin morris is really good there's a lot of good artists out there i want people to you know keep your eyes and ears on them because i think they're all talented. hillary scott and lady a i think they're all really talented the chicks i think they're all very talented so there's something to be said about good, authentic country music. Um, and I'm with Alan. I don't want to see it go away. And I'm not knocking anybody else's music taste because I also grew up, you know, I I was fortunate to have grown up listening to all kinds of music because of both my parents. I just got different influences from each of um, my mother, my father, my grandmothers. I just, I just got different. I got different sounds from each of them. And I'm very happy that I did. Um, And um, I also want to say, um, before we close um, this episode, um, thank you all for your patience um, as I'm putting this episode together. I want to thank everybody for their patience, and I want to thank everyone for understanding that this was not easy for me to get back to talking to all of you. I wanted to make sure if I did it, I did it the right way, and that we were... um, going to be ready to do this and then it was going to come out beautifully and that um we were going to be able to be funny one minute and then be serious the next minute and i always believe that i found the balance between the two and i hope that you all um are seeing it um and i hope that you're all loving what we do here because i love being a podcaster i love being a host but i also like being a human being too um and you know, it's good to know that I can live my life and then come back here and talk to you all about it and tell great stories, interesting stories. I want to be able to continue to do that. But we need your help. So I want you to tell all your friends and your family and even coworkers that you like and that you don't like, your neighbor, your lawyer, your accountant about the Aspie Files, why it's an important podcast, and that I'm encouraging everyone out there who's on the spectrum and or who knows someone who's on the spectrum, do not be afraid. Don't live in fear. 
Don't let anyone tell you how to live your life. Trust the people that care about you, that you know care about you, that are not trying to push you around or keep you, you know, indentured and keep you enslaved. You don't need, you don't need to be owned by someone. No one should be owned by anyone. I learned that years ago from Harvey Keitel. He said that um, about a period in his life when he wasn't having hit films and when he wasn't getting the work that he knew that he deserved, that he had earned, that he knew he could deliver and he wasn't being listened to because people in that business were trying to control him. And I'm saying to this, to everyone out there who's on the spectrum, do not let anyone keep you down. It's okay to fall down, but you got to get back up and you got to embrace the people that care about you and trust you and let you be you and don't judge you and don't condescend you and don't make you feel like you're two feet tall or don't make you feel like you're a kid. We all have a lot of value in the world, my fellow Aspies. Don't be silent. Don't be scared. Let's live our life with pride and with acceptance and with love and without fear. Uh, That's the bulk of what I want to say to you. There's a lot of other stuff that we'll talk about in another episode, but I just wanted to get back to at least see if I could do this again. And I, I, um, for all of you that are listening, you guys are the best. And as I like to end the show, have that piece of chocolate cake. Read that book. Call your dad because Father's Day is almost here. You got to call him. That's very, very important. I got to call my father-in-law. Got to listen to jazz with him. And after you do that, make sure you come back on the Aspie Files. We love you. We'll see you next time. Take care now. Cha-cha-cha.